I, I don't know. Now I'm going to just sort of, you know, go huddle under the covers. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight, we have episode 93, entitled Security, Part 2. Last week, we discussed physical security. This week, we look at relational security. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can give us a five-star review wherever you are, that would be much appreciated. Jay, remote as you may be, can you share with us what specifically this podcast is about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. Things are great, but you feel alone, though they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, they just got a whole lot worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is, in fact, all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives so that we can practice rejoicing and model mourning with each other. We then hit a main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters. So while it may not be 12:15 in Rome, we are treating it like it is lunchtime, lunchtime in, in Rome. Rome. I feel like that's your guys' thing. I, I wasn't going to impose. I keep waiting for it to not happen because I don't want to like just do it every week and right. then make everybody like what is it? What's now? Going I kind of want to thing. Oh, I kind of want to do it all together just to make it like that much. I don't want to say cheesy, but like it's cheesy. Oh yeah, dorky. Yeah. Hey, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. Yeah, you do. Me? Um, I laugh at myself all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, hey, fellas. Uh, this is Eric. Uh, we are Sans Brian. Brian has a big project he's working on, so he's yeah. working late tonight. So Once I feel, again, I miss that guy. I know. I feel bad that he has to do that, and uh, we wish you were here, buddy. I almost guarantee that he would say this is his what's bad for this week. I would think so. Is that he has to work so late and, yeah. and miss out on this this time i really i love this time of week um it's one of my favorite times of the week um but speaking of what's good um my what's good and what's bad are one in the same a little bit and i like to start out you don't say (laughs) i like to start out with what's bad what's bad is getting a toddler ready to go out and play in the snow Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) so like so getting the boots on the snow pants, the the coat, the hat, the mit- mittens. Mittens? Man, I'll tell you what. There's no mittens in heaven. There's no nah. there's no kid mittens in heaven. <laughs> you, you, you hold him like this, and you tell him, touch my chest. Touch my chest. And it doesn't work. Now, I'm out of the little kid snow gear realm here for a few years, so you got to tell me. Is it... You said snow pants. Snow are, pa- yeah. Are, so it's you. You don't have like the full snow suit. They're like overalls. Yeah, yeah. So they go up like up to right. her chest and they like zip the bib- up. The bibber the... things, like the 
I what guess. What do they call them? The bibs? Or sure. The, yeah, the really high overalls. Yeah, they're really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're like overalls. Yeah, you don't want snow like getting in there. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, and then like a big puffy coat, you know, and snow boots and, you know, it takes, you know, half hour to get her in it. Um, and Jay and I were joking earlier that like, you know, you do a half an hour of getting ready for five minutes of fun right, outside. Right. Now, fortunately and unfortunately, she loves the snow. Like, lo- like if you let her just stay out there the whole day, she could just go the whole day. That's awesome. <laughs> like, she wants to sit in it. She wants to throw it. She wants to slide around in it. Like, she just wants to play in the snow. So, so you literally have to, like, force her to come back inside. Now, what's... I haven't had to force her yet, but like every time I ask her, like if if you want to go inside, no, right, like it's a it's, it's a not very her, it's a very firm no. It's not her idea, right? Yeah. It's always it's always a no if she wants to go back inside. <laughs> but when I've said like, okay, let's go, it's time to go back inside. She doesn't she doesn't really fight it, which is good for now. Um, but man, I will say this: like it is, it is a lot of fun watching her in the snow. Even though, like, I am not a snow person, I, I've never been into skiing or snowboarding. I, I, right. I like to go tubing, um, or like ice skating. Um, but when it when it comes to snow, I'm not much of a person that likes to play in snow. Um, but watching her, like, I mean, it is like it's joy bottled up. That's good because I, mean? I was gonna say, like, you may not be a snow person, but right now, I'm a, guess I'm, what? Dude? I'm a snow person right now. <laughs> right, right, by default. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun watching her. It's 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 really fun. Yeah. So does she like it as much as like playing in the playground? Well, what's funny is like she is um, very much like I took her out once, and like once I took her outside, like she just wanted to go back outside. Like she couldn't mm. stop. Like she was like, um, what's the word? Obsessed. Yeah, obsessed with like going back. I want to go yeah. back outside. I took her out manic. once, and she, yeah, she was like, like, <laughs> yes, manic. Like she just wanted to go back out so bad. She's like pawing at the door. Pretty, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, banging on the window in the living room. Yeah, like she totally just wanted to go back outside. That's amazing. Uh, and you know, I. I'm kind of the designated person now to take her outside uh, among me and Amy. Um, and I'm okay with that because uh-huh. like, I've had like great memories with her outside. Um, what I, what I want to do is kind of set the, uh, okay, hon, you get her ready and I will take her. Yeah. Outside. That ain't, that's nice. Good, good goal. <laughs> well, no, we've done it. We've done it. Yeah. That does you feel know. like a good, like 50, 50 kind of we, we've, split. We've done it and, and it's been working. I did get her ready and take her outside tonight. Cause Amy was doing a lot of other things too. But, um, but there's like, we talk about mutual giving there very much. So, there it is. um, you know, and that's, and that's very helpful. Like if, if you can deal with getting her ready, I can deal with, you know, hang, hanging outside with her outside. Um, can, can I, it's, it's not just having to be, the person that gets them ready to go outside when they're a toddler, you're the playmate. Right. You know, mm. the, the joke Chris, I made with Eric was that Bella wanted to go play outside last night in the snow. So I said to her and Joe, I said, Hey, we're going to go play in the snow. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. Like a big jerk. <laughs> you know, and when we were outside, my job was to keep Joe 
from killing Bella in the snow and making her mad <laughs> and keeping Bella from instigating Joe to doing that. But I didn't have to be. And it's a weird. Fl- it's a weird flex, but you know, it's yeah. <laughs> that's where we are as parents. <laughs> it is. It's we all, you know, like Chris and I, we've done our time, you know, and now it's you're in that wonderful blessing. It really is playing with them. Right. And I'm really trying. It it really is a blessing. And uh, I'm really trying to soak it all in. (laughs) Can I share in your joy for a second? Yeah. And reminisce. Because I honestly, I'm no longer a snow person. I love it. I love to look at it out the window. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love the quiet. I love like, you know. You go outside and it feels so peaceful. Yes. Yes. I, I do. I do. I really do love that. Absolutely. When I was a kid, I had some really good memories. And you talking about, um, Mag's, you know, f- being so happy and you know, finding her own joy out out there uh, for the first time just reminds me. Like I grew up near this uh, big parking lot, and they would plow the snow into these huge piles. And oh man, yeah, and I would go yeah. out and just like those were mountains to me. You know yeah. what I mean? And there were times where sure I'm playing with other kids outside, but like speaking of quiet, like there were times when it's just me. I'm out there in my snowsuit. Nobody else is around. Every, like. Those are happy, peaceful, peaceful times. So, I share in I share in your daughter's joy. Yeah, and I do like I do like looking outside, and like this is gonna, this is gonna sound like a Hallmark like card, <laughs> but I do love sitting inside with a hot cup of coffee, looking outside, <laughs> seeing like all the snow on the branches of the trees. Like it really is pretty. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so many great trees, and we yeah. have. Yeah, we, our backyard looks unbelievable. Like out the back, went, it looks so cool. And here we are with this is what December second now, and and so anybody listening to this later, uh, we did. We just had our first big snowfall um, over the past two days, and it was that kind of snow where it's right. all sni- sticking to, to every branch of yeah. the trees, and it's yeah. just so picturesque. Yeah, I can see you sitting there with a cup of coffee. Yeah, and like, just a little bit of frost around each window pane, and you know, you're just you're taking a sip and. Yeah, man. <laughs> we should turn that into to a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So I uh, I previewed on my Facebook feed uh, the fact that I'm remote, and you uh, referenced that as well. And that is my what's bad, and I guess to a degree also what's good uh, as an update. I'm sure nobody can but, tell the difference. It, you look totally the same. Virtual J. Oh, right. <laughs> well, and, and if you're, I mean, I've never done, we've never had a remote call-in before. We've worked on it. Eric, thanks for working on it this week. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, I'm in a room in our church by myself. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm in the room that has the uh, video monitors for the security for the outside. And if I seem distracted, which maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, because nobody's ever watched this before. I'm watching somebody in the parking lot right now, and I keep waiting for them. But it's like they pulled up, they got out of their car, they're just wandering around the parking lot. So if I leave at any point in time, it's to go stop somebody from doing something. But they're still there. But that happens all the time in the back of our parking lot. It does, very much. Well, one might ask, Jay, why? Why aren't you in the room with them? Did ooh, you ooh. Win the- I'll do it. I'm sorry. Oh, I, yes, hor- I yes, thought you wanted help. Go ahead. Jay, Why? Are you there? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, (laughs) Because Rachel at work came in contact with somebody now 13 days ago uh, who tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, They were all using best practices, fully masked, everything else. So we put ourselves on a 
two-week quarantine, even though Rachel has to quarantine because she was in contact with that person. Right. Um, but I was doing it. I, I've called it a loose quarantine. Like, I'll still pop into a store, but I haven't gone to church. I haven't come to the podcast. You know, I, I'm not being inside with anybody that's not of my immediate Joe, Bella, Rachel, Jay family. And Rachel got a little bit sick last Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And so we got her a COVID test and it came back negative. And then Bella got a little bit sick last Tuesday. And then Joe got a little bit sick last Thursday. And then I got a little bit sick Saturday evening. And what's crazy about the whole story is right before I started to feel not great. And again, minor chills, fever, uh, dry cough, which are all indicators of the coronavirus. Except with each of us, it lasted 12 hours. That was it. No more than 12 hours. And it wasn't that bad. Fever never over 100. I think Rachel's was like 100.5 once. Bella's might have been whatever. But Saturday afternoon, Rachel says, I can't taste. I can't smell. Bah. Yeah, that's the that's ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And that she's already gotten her rapid test and her full test back. And both negative. Man, just walking around in the parking lot. Just walking around in the park. <laughs> Throwing something. Why are you out of your car? Throwing something. Right. Maybe, maybe he's Hang having on. his own little snow time, you know, in the quiet. That's probably Joe. Anyhow, <laughs> point is. That'd be great. We got her another test this week. Um, so Saturday, she can't taste. I Saturday night, I have a terrible night's sleep, dry cough, everything else. And I was all ready to preach on Sunday. Because I was, you know, I hadn't gotten sick at all. Rachel's test is negative. Bing, bang, boom. Let's do it. Let's put it together. And then she can't taste. Mm. So obviously she has it, you know. And so because that's really the only thing that it could be. So everywhere's busy because people travel out of town. And so we couldn't even get her a test till yesterday. So she gets her test negative. Every test negative. Wow. And yet you all got some sickness. Some little bug. Yeah. Some little bug. How weird is and that so, timing if it's not corona, though? How weird is that timing that she gets exposed at work and you guys quarantine and y'all get something different? That's so weird. I mean, forgive me for being, you know, whatever, but, you know, it is cold and flu season. Absolutely. You know, it's just so weird timing. It is you know. weird. It is, you know, it is time. Like, but I mean, like, I feel like any timing right now could be weird timing. Right. You know, well, it's, it's the, the thing what's bad. Certainly, it's been a complete disruption in many ways, shapes, and form. That's what's bad. What's good is we're healthy and we're fine for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I was at Lost and Found Pharmacy, a very great pharmacy here in Penn Hills. Good people, great place. Yeah. And Great uh, Italian sodas. Mm. Really? Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know that you would have said Italian oh, sodas. Sorry, chocolate egg cream. Sure. They have a lot of good stuff. Yeah. The chocolate cream. Yeah. They, their chocolate cream is really Soon good. to be sponsor. Lost and Found Pharmacy. Frankstown Road. That might be the first one. Probably not. <laughs> but Shannon uh, said to me, you know, I was telling her about the whole thing. And she goes, you know, there's a lot of diseases out there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because, like, she knows who I am. You know, I know who she is, and, and we can have that banter. But, it's, you know, she's like, you know, it's not just about this one thing. It could be lots of different things. You know, and, and yeah, the whole smell and taste thing is weird. Um, you know, for breakfast, I'm like, honey, don't your normal breakfast? And she was like, no, I don't think I should eat eggs. That, that, that doesn't seem right. And so I got her macaroni and cheese stuffing, um, and I think pork. 
And I said, I got you something firm, something spongy, and something soft. How's that for breakfast? No, wait. Because <laughs> you can't tell. Why didn't eggs seem right? Texture. Oh, interesting. Yeah, without I'm a the big flavor, texture guy. Just, I'm with, a big texture guy. Without like, the I, yeah. taste, it would just be weird, gooey. <laughs> That's interesting. So, long story short, you know, and even last night, I was, you know, on the on my phone, and I saw that the CDC has shrunk in the quarantine time from two weeks to seven days with a negative test or ten days with no test. Oh. So, in theory, I could be in the in your guys' place right now because it's been twelve days. Since Rachel was exposed, right, and I was never exposed. Right, that thought you're being extremely yeah. cautious, and well, that's what everyone says about. Me. They say Jay is so cautious with this virus that he has dotted every I, crossed every T. He is a worry wart, but he is caring about everybody. That's what everybody says about me. You know, I, I <laughs> we're not going to segue yet, but I will say that. You care about people's security and how they feel, and you care. You want to res- you want to respect other people, and that is feelings. the great irony of it all. You as know, rash as I pretend to be, you know, as much as you're, um, you, you know, and I think that's a lot. That says a lot about you, and it also says a lot about what we talk about. Is like sometimes it's just not about us. It's more about meeting others' emotional needs, and sometimes that means sacrificing your own feelings and emotions for the better good of everybody. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and what's good also is the number of people who have reached out to us, and because they don't—I mean, you know—I don't have to quarantine, which I haven't really officially quarantined, but I—and so people like, do you need me to bring you anything? And the number of people who have reached out to us and just asked and checked in—it's really nice. And the fact that we can, as a four family of four, be in our house, you know, and we've played games not every night, but most every night. And we have a good time. I mean, I think Bella only cried the one night uh, <laughs> because she got mad. And then I got mad at her for getting mad. So that happened. But, you know, most yeah. nights we get along perfectly well. And I don't know that, that we should ever take that for granted. Um, so, you know, but long story short, everybody's fine. And if tomorrow Rachel's full test comes back positive, we'll be like, oh, okay. That adds like a week, you know. And right. She's fine. You know, we're all fine. So uh, I'll tell you what, last one other thing that is good. I did just say the last one other thing <laughs> that is good is I want to give a shout out to just a few people. Phyllis uh, comments every time we post anything on Lunchtime in Rome. Oh, and man. We love when people give us feedback. And I want to say hey to Jason, who took the uh, a little while back, the relational needs questionnaire, but also sent us a very, very nice Thanksgiving note. Yes. Thanking him, thanking us for the podcast. And Joe's pediatrician, Dr. Steve Green, um, is a crazy guy. He is he is a uh just a manic, uh upbeat. He private messages me on Facebook and I supported his fundraiser on Giving Tuesday. He does a, a mission trip down in Ghana. Wow. And he's and when we took Joe into the doctor last week and he goes, Hey, I, I saw what you're doing there with your podcast. You got your thing going on there. You're doing your relational thing. I, that's great, man. That's great. I mean, if we could have him on, it would be the most hilarious. I'd love to have him on. I we would, do, I would we, love to have him on. We need to start getting a list together of potential uh, guests. Lunchtime in Ghana. Ooh. <laughs> Lunchtime in Ghana. I mean, I'll pass on that. I'll let him call in from here. <laughs> well, I, I will, Jay. The, the good and the bad of, of you guys being quarantined, that's um, – I 
what came to my head was like 10, 20, however many years from now, the four of you will remember, like, remember when we had to be in our house together for you know like stupid that was? weeks and weeks. <laughs> But I bet you're gonna have some some memories from it that are positive. Is my it is my gonna point. be weird looking back on all this? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, someday this podcast. is all weird. It better be. Speaking of weird, Chris, what's uh, good and bad with oh, uh, your week this week? What buddy? a fun segue that was. No, I am weird. Um, so my bad is from this very afternoon oh and i'm gonna talk fresh. about the steelers for a minute so uh, oh gosh vomit i'm gonna try to do it without spoilers so also, if anybody a win is a win oh see now there was the spoiler <laughs> dang it ah sorry my bad so <laughs> my my bad though is is not the result of the game it's the fact that i pay for hulu live which is, you know, that's Uh-oh. like our, that's there our cable, go. right? There we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I am able mm-hmm. to have uh, to to record shows mm-hmm. like a DVR, mm-hmm. but it is online. <gasps> so it's my virtual DVR, right? Yep. And so I have gotten oh, into the habit cool. of recording every Steeler game mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I can then watch it at my own pace, mm-hmm. fast forward through commercials, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et love it, love it. I do it myself. Yeah. So wait it's, a minute. Oh, I ruined the game for you. No, no. I, oh, okay. No, I would have stopped you. <laughs> you would have like, I would have like jumped you. across the table and like, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. No, I know what happened, but okay. Um, <laughs> the point of it is that for some reason today, so like, okay, and, and by the way, when I normally do it, I will not wait like hours and hours and hours later. I'll just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll I'll start watching an hour after it started. So I'm like. You can fast Not forward forever through. behind, but right, I can yeah. still fast forward and, you know, yeah. well, catch up all the way at the end, maybe. Right, right. And so that's what I was going to do today. Yeah. Only problem was when I, when I started to, I got onto Hulu and for some reason, and it was, look, it, it said recording. It said recording. Ugh. I noticed that the status bar is red instead of green. And I try to go mm. to it and it would only let me go to live. And I'm like, what is this? I've done this before and it's worked every time. Maybe it's an NBC thing because the game was on NBC today. Not not soon to be a sponsor of our show. <laughs> and I don't, well, I don't know if it was their fault. But, but I thought to myself, maybe that's an NBC thing. I'm not allowed to watch it till the whole thing's over or whatever. So I wait and I wait. Oh. Seven o'clock rolls around. Mm. I go to Hulu. The game has disappeared off of my DVR. It is gone, gone, gone. Looked it up. Have no idea what happened. Very frustrated. What did I do? I watched the eight-minute highlight video on YouTube and about puked because of some Mm. of their performance things. But, yeah. Yeah. So frustrating. It is very frustrating. Technology sucks. Blah, blah, blah. They did your favor. Yeah, <laughs> I hated every minute of the game. Yeah, I hated every minute of the game. I turned it off at one yeah. point, and I was in yeah. anger. Just like I'm not enjoying this. It was so ugly. Right. And yeah. did you hear the latest news? Oh, the injury. Yes. Wait, what's the injury? Bud Dupree ACL out for no. the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whenever you're ACL, it's like he's done. Two out of four starting linebackers. Not to turn this into a, a football podcast, but two out of four starting linebackers Half out for the season. Rome. 
Yeah. Halftime in Rome. <gasps> Bro, that was really good on the spot. We did have a lot of spinoffs. Really yeah, that would be fun. Um, first time. So, yeah, that's what's bad. It was just no, that frustrating. I mean, you just want to watch it. I mean, even if it's bad, you want to watch it. Like, and, and, and guess what? Now, speaking of security, next time you want to record something, going to be there? Oh. Right. No. Right. Don't know. And that's frustrating. Like, dude, and you know me. I'm Mr. Tech. Like, you look at this room. What? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, well, Jay has his own room at home that's full of all kinds of tech, but this is mine. And it does go into my <laughs> a, a sense of security because I take the time to make sure I've got all my ducks in a row. You know what I mean? Like, I know that this is how I can do this my way, and it's, it's tried, tested, and, you know, whatever. It, But it didn't work this time. Yeah. So that was frustrating. That is frustrating. On the good, I'm going to go back to uh, Thanksgiving a little bit. Um Thanksgiving has become a small affair for our family. We've done just the, the four of us um, more often than not over the past, I'd say, handful of years. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we we have gotten together with Amy's sister and, and her family. Um, but it's not like it used to be. We used to do big family things, and it has sort of dwindled down. And this year, I guess out of necessity, too, everybody has had a smaller Thanksgiving but um, for us, especially when you're quarantined, <laughs> yeah. quarantine. Yeah, Jay had to have his own Thanksgiving in that room at church. It's very sad. Yeah, I haven't left here. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in that room for 14 days, folks. No, um, but it, it was just it was precious time um, that the four of us got to spend together and uh, just you know slow down a little bit, take take a, a step back. Of course, Amy and I are both teachers, so although we were not quarantine we did get you know a nice long uh thanksgiving that weekend is nice yeah yeah and, and so just we you know our schedules often line up like that and we can you know take that time together and spend time together so that that's that's my positive it was that's awesome, awesome family time and so since none of us like we didn't talk about food um yeah. but there but there is thanksgiving i wanted to do a quick quick around the room oh. what's your favorite thanksgiving there it is food mine is wait th- in general or this year well, mine's the same every year. <laughs> it's not hard. Mine is stuffing, and but specifically oh, yeah. Amy's stuffing. Amy's stuffing is unbelievable. It's so good. I literally for dinner last night had a a, a bowl of stuffing. That's, Dude, that's all I ate. I back you up a hundred percent. It's so good. And while your stuffing sounds special, my stuffing is not, and yet I can't stop. That Dude, being the go-to care. food. Dude, stove, like, stove top? I, I don't care. That's yeah. good. I right. don't care. We but, do like, like the gluten-free oh. version of stove top. I don't know what so. brand it is, but yes, um, that's what we do. We just like, you know, get get the, the butter ready in the pan and the whatever and the, the vegetable uh, so good. stock. And then we just, you know, mix it up. It's done two seconds later. I spend, I bust my butt on so many other types of food, and that's the one that I keep going back to. It's crazy. Like I brine, like I think Jay, we've talked about this. I think my third year brining a turkey for Thanksgiving. It ah, turned. You don't want to brine a turkey. What? <laughs> it turned out great. It I was celebrate that the man. best one yet. And I do. I love a good good turkey with you know it's juicy. It's a little salty. It's it's beautiful. And yet I will go to the stuffing. I don't know why. Yeah, like I'm not like so much a turkey person. Yeah, yeah I, once a year is fine for me. Exactly. Turkey at its best is fine. Except this year, the turkey I made. 
Wow, yeah. let's hear about it. I can't wait to hear about this. I just and you may, be, you may be cooking it, our turkey next year. I made it similar to ways I've made it in the past, right. um, but I dry brined it. Okay. So can you can you um, explain what brining is? So brining is a salt, mostly salt, but you might balance it with some sugar, liquid mixture uh, that you submerge the turkey, uh, poultry typically, sometimes pork, in for X amount of hours to days. All right. I balance my salt with citrus, some lemon and orange mm-hmm. peel is good. Sure. A couple cloves, maybe. Garlic. Cloves. No, I actually oh, meant cloves. Oh, cloves. Sure. Uh, no, not this time. Um, sage. Did some sage. Ah. Whereas a dry brine uh, is a mixture of oil and spices. Um, well, actually, in this case, butter and spices that you rub all over the bird. And then you just leave it open in the fridge for two days so that it dries out the skin. But all the moisture stays in the bird. And uh, I mean... It was just incredible. And I, and I didn't have a turkey baster. Like, I lost mine, and every year it doesn't work. So I just kept adding chicken stock as the basting every half hour. And then after I would baste it with fresh chicken stock, I would leave pats of butter on top of it when I put it back in so that the butter would melt and, and work on it. Um, it That's was just great. Awesome. Uh, as far as anything on the other sides, I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. I just think oh, it's so – Love mashed I mean, potatoes. I used – a full quart of heavy cream, two yep. sticks of butter in ours this year. There you go. Uh, Are you a leave the, leave the skins on kind of guy? No, I peel them. Do you? I'm a fan of like the red t- potatoes. Ooh, I'll like, I lo- yeah, I'll I, leave I love, the, I love the skins on. Yeah. 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 I'm not against it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was good. And uh, it was, it was, it was weird just being the four of us, of course. Um and we still had tons of food, but it was a good time. And, and there was benefits to it. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't a thousand degrees in the kitchen. Um, yeah, I ate, you know, normally at Thanksgiving, I get a few bites of this and that and the other thing while I'm trying to host. Yeah. You normally so, host. So like, there's normally like oh, a thousand normally people, 25 in the kitchen. people in our house. Yeah. Well, did they have to like I mean, wheel in a, an oven for you to use at your little quarantine room at the church or what? Yes. In the yes. counting room here. Yeah. I yeah. had a little uh, quasar. Yeah, um, <laughs> at a hot plate, <laughs> fed me through the air conditioning unit here. Never um, seen somebody work a single hot plate like Jay Mitlow on Thanksgiving. Oh man, I'm telling you, I can make a whole meal, pro. Uh, but if, you know what? You don't have to worry about that. You can have a lot of security in knowing that I will take care of that. Man. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight. We've been taking a deep dive each week into the specific emotional needs so that we can recognize them in ourselves. So if we wonder like, why do I not feel good? Why do I, why do I feel uneasy or why am I angry or why am I scared or what's going on inside of me? If we know what's going on inside of us, we can be a lot more emotionally healthy. And then if we can recognize it in somebody else, we're just like, you know, why are they acting the way they are? Oh, well they have this need. Mm -hmm. So if we understand the emotional needs a lot better, We'll do a better job of loving people and keeping them from feeling alone, which is what this podcast is all about. Mm -hmm. So we looked last week, and by last week, I mean two weeks ago in our last episode, at the emotional need of security from a physical standpoint. That is your safety, your security from finances, job, things like that. Tonight, we want to look at the other side of security, and that is relational security. 
And that is knowing that your relationship is okay, that it is on good, solid uh, footing, that you can count on the other person, other people in your relationship, in your life to still be there, that it is something that is important to you, that you value. And really, for to, to be very uh, simple, something you're afraid of losing. You know, if you if you don't have a high need for security in a relationship, you know, and somebody doesn't call you for a week, you're like, how did you not call? <laughs> Whereas if you have a high need, you're you know, every every time they don't call, you're going, oh, well, why didn't right. they call? Something wrong. Um, and what's interesting is they, it's not the same thing. So there are people who have a high need for physical security, and they have no need for relational security. You know, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm the exact Other opposite. People, yeah. How does that work with you? I I tend to always need to know that we're okay. Like we're, you know, either whether it's me and Amy or me and, and you guys, even though like I know like you're my boys, like you like, you know what I mean? Like that's it's something it's it's one of those things where even though I know that it should be like we should be A cool, given. there's times. Yeah, given, exactly. Um there's times where I, I just, I have that need of like, I need to know that we're okay. I need to know that everything is cool and it, it, it goes into work. It goes into every, everywhere, every relationship I have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have a very high need as usual for you to analyze me, Jay, cause I have no idea <laughs> who I am or what I need, but you have to understand. In one of the nights of quarantine, I had uh, Joe and Bella watch one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Analyze This. Oh, it's so good. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Which, by the way, watching it again, golly, the acting is terrible. Like, it's <laughs> really? terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Okay. But but uh, at the very end, when he goes, who, who am I? I mean, who, who, who am I? That's a question for the ages. But, but who I am now, that, that's different. But, <laughs> is sort of what you were just saying. Which made me think of. Um, so what? you're not sure if that's something you have a high need for, Chris? Well, <laughs> it just keeps changing. Or my, you know, my self-analysis keeps changing. Because last episode, when we did um, physical security, I was talking about my loving wife, Amy, and how that's her, um, her side of things, how she needs the doors locked, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'm more... Why she married such a strong man. That's right. That's right. Her. Clearly, she sees in no, me something that no one else does. No. Um, but... That's fair. <laughs> but now, I go home, and this happens a lot after the podcast, honestly, everybody. I go home... And once Amy has listened to it, she's like, wait a second. This does not sound like reality. So this is just how horrible I am at, at figuring all this out and figuring her out for, for that matter. Um, because after talking with her, we decided, she and I, that I am the one with the physical need for security. <laughs> or no the need way. for physical security. Why you married such a strong woman. That's right. That's See, there we go. Wait, are you serious? But it's not... In the sense of doors locked, you know, windows locked, is everybody, you know, are we okay? Are we safe? I think it's more along the lines of, and I did mention this last time about like 
job security and feeling confident in my position at work and and that sort of thing. So I think it, it leans in that direction more. But as far as the relational security, hmm. which I thought I needed, she talked me out of. Well, so here was our. Go ahead. You have something? Well, I was going to say, like, job security is, I, I feel like, more of a relational security thing. Whereas, like, I mean, yes, you could lose your job, like, if your school shuts down. Okay. You know, like, you, you know, then you're out of a job, you know, or whatever. Right. But, like, really, what, like, when I think of a job, like, I lost my job because I screwed up and I wasn't good enough for the person to keep me around. Stop right there. Yeah. Because what you just said was a couple different needs. One was acceptance. Well, no, right. Sure, 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 right. sure. But also yeah. belonging, which is your big thing. Yep. Am I, am I not good enough for this job? Right. We could even take that into respect. Sure. The question is, Chris, why is maintaining your job so important? Is it because if you lose your job, how will you pay the bills and you're going to be broke and on the streets? Then that would be physical security. If it's... If my boss doesn't think enough of me to keep me around, I'm, you know, then the relationship between us is broken. Well, that's relational security. That's where my or at. it could also be acceptance. I don't want to screw up so bad and be a failure. Yeah. That I've I've ruined everything. Right. I'm but determined then, to then talk you back. If it's into. I don't want to be an embarrassment <laughs> to Amy, then that goes back to relational security. <laughs> yeah, those last two sound sound most sound like they hit home for me. I do want to hear how she talked you out of uh, or talked you into it being. Well, what the physical security? Yeah. So when we talked about relational security, um, which I sort of thought I fell in the category of, and and maybe I do to some extent, but just with, with her, like, you know, uh, I don't know, but we sort of realized slash I, I realized cause I, I was the one that, 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 brought it up like a like a light bulb going off in my head mm-hmm. was like i do not well and here i'm sorry to keep backtracking here's where it's a conundrum for me in my brain jay is that i am not pursuant of um maintaining relationships uh whether it be family or friends that have you know there's a little distance between us now or whatever i am never ever ever the person and boy my family my 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 uh parents my my aunts my my siblings would tell you i am never the one to initiate communication and when they communicate with me it usually takes me a long time to get back to them so i would think if i had a high need for that Mm. i would be jumping on that on the other hand though I am a person who falls into, you know, I, I, I have a um, anxiety in my life for you know, various various points of that that it that it comes out and, and and tries to get me, and sometimes I will think to myself, oh my, you know, my sister contacted me and. I, I should get back to her, but oh, I'm now it's been too long, and now I, I don't know. Now I'm gonna just sort of, you know, go huddle under the covers and and ignore it or push it. You just push it down in my brain so that I don't have to worry about the anxiety of it. Um, because you value the relationship so much, you fear losing it or making it worse, or that you've already done damage to it. So therefore, you don't initiate any further contact with it. Maybe. 
that makes sense. What if it's that right. I just don't care enough? What if I'm like a robot? What if I just am like, eh, it doesn't matter? Because I don't know what the truth is. Yeah, because I don't believe you're a robot. <laughs> no, you wish. You don't like robots. Um, we, we talked about week. robots yeah, last Yeah, no week. more yeah. robots. Last episode, yeah, no more robots. No, I mean, if you, so you're certainly not. You wouldn't have those thoughts if you're a robot. Right. Right. I think it's more of what um, Jay said. No, it's you care too much and you get all cramped up. Right. And it also might be that your other emotional needs matter more, whether it be respect or whether it be, you know, um, I don't even know, that, that keep you from making that phone call, you know? Yeah. Um, but so the fact that you don't initiate doesn't mean somebody might need affection and they every time they go to hug their spouse, the spouse pushes them away. So they will never, ever again initiate contact. It doesn't mean they don't have a need for affection. Mm-hmm. It means they're scared to try. And so, therefore, it could be just in your case, like, hey, as long as I don't hear from them, everything's fine. Why would I screw it? I don't want to be the thing that screws up the relationship. And then when they call, you go, there it is. I've screwed it up, <laughs> which is, you know, that same mm. thing, that feeding from that need for security. Yeah. And that makes sense. Although, I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I think I'm just sometimes I I know I know I just try to simplify it but I just feel like I'm a I'm not a very thoughtful person sometimes you know what I mean like right, I'm that's just, the self-condemnation I sure but but there I think there's some reality to it like I really don't think outside of my little bubble sometimes you know what I mean like I'm not like oh I wonder like ble- even like reaching out to, to like bless other people with what whatever it might be like the needs of others man I'm not as good as that at that as I wish I was and yet don't often take the initiative to improve myself I'm not saying you're not that way because we all are to some degree and I'm not saying that's not something you need to work out on work on but what I'm saying is in this instance you are ahead of a lot of other people because it's on your heart you're aware of it. You're mm-hmm. going, oh, I, I really need to do better at that. There's a lot of people that are like, man, people need to do a lot better job of loving and taking care of me. Right. They're not even concerned about their ability to love others. Mm-hmm. So don't kill yourself. Don't beat yourself up. But it is an area to, to look at. Yeah. Because I think that's something maybe you're feeling led to do. I want to make sure we touch before we move on. The fact that, you know, when we talk about some characteristics of having this need is somebody who's always, Eric, you pointed it out quite well, checking in, you know, almost every day to Rachel, I say to her, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Are we okay? Yeah. All right, good. Let's go. Um, when you say that, are we okay? If you're always an, an indicator, somebody with a high need for relational security is somebody that is always checking in. If you're are paying attention, you would say, wait, we said that about acceptance, that if, if you're always checking in, if you're always walking on eggshells is the term a couple people use. Yeah. Uh-huh. That means you have a high need for acceptance. So why are we using it now? What's the difference between a high need for acceptance and a high need for relational uh, security? Either one of you want to answer that? No. No. <laughs> it's so hard to like dissect it sometimes. Yeah, because so like it's very much like when at. I talked about it before, like with myself, you know, I, like what I I feel like what I think is relational security is really acceptance, but I feel like maybe relational security is a result of my needing of acceptance. 
So let's go back to look at acceptance as being loved, even though you have screwed up in a relationship. So it's being loved, even though you have not performed uh, to an acceptable level. Right. That's what acceptance is. Not to be confused, once again, belonging uses, it's not being accepted into something. It's being loved, even though you have screwed up, is acceptance. Okay? So that's what that is. So it's being loved, even though you screwed up. Having a high need for relational security is needing the relationship to be okay, even though you've been screwed over. So it may have nothing to do with you. Ah. Maybe you were raised in a, in a broken home. And so now throughout life, you're just always wanting to know, is there, you didn't screw up at all. Everybody around you has screwed up or you've been cheated on in a relationship. And so now you're in a new relationship. You haven't screwed up. You're not you're not asking to be accepted even though you've made mistakes because you haven't made any mistakes, but yet you need to know, is there stability? Is there peace? Is there someone I can count on? So one is you've screwed up. The other is you've been screwed over and or it can be you too. <laughs> um, it sort of falls as a subcategory of relational security will be acceptance, hmm. but it's not always your fault. So imagine the little kid who grew up in a volatile household where mom's yelling at dad, dad's yelling at mom, mom and dad divorce. You go in and now there's no money in the household and and you go back and forth between parents and, and the siblings are fighting and everybody's fighting. You think that person's going to have a, a high need for a relational security? Sure, absolutely they will. Or the same, the opposite is true. The person raised in the perfect household and they've seen nothing but perfect relationships. They're going to make sure they, they may want to have that relationship secure their whole lives. And that way, that's, again, just because you have a need doesn't mean it wasn't met growing up and doesn't mean it was met growing up. So that's the difference between the two. It's, it's not, again, the way I like to put it again is acceptance is being loved even though you've screwed up. Uh, emotional security is knowing the relationship is secure even though someone has screwed up. It may not be you. Well, I, and I think you may have hmm. just answered um, some of my Amy's questions going into this episode because um, in our conversation we were having earlier, um, she was talking about her high need for relational security, but also how, in her mind anyway, it dovetailed with her need, not for acceptance, but for approval. And she, she Approval slash belonging. Yes, because she talked through it this way. Um, she very much needs to know that you know things are okay in her world uh she needs to know like things that really hurt her um are just uh, often just things that are unexpected like when a boss at work does something that um uh, just sort of seems to come out of the blue or that, that has repercussions on her that that might not you know totally not intended perhaps but just something that doesn't make sense to her she feels a loss of security um and that ties into to approval uh for her anyway because there have been times in her life where she feels uh like and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe this falls under approval where she's just not um she just doesn't feel like she's okay she's she's not I'm fighting not to use the word accepted because that's a different category. She but doesn't fit in. Yes, she doesn't fit in and feels rejected for who she is, even though she herself has done nothing 
wrong. And some of that goes back to childhood, of course. Um, sure. um, because she has not had, historically, her need for approval belonging met. Right. She now has a high need for relational security. Mm. Yes. Good. Okay. So she's awesome. She diagnosed herself very well. Good job, Amy. Yes, and you. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll let you know what no, she said next time. Do. Sometimes, yes, you do. Sometimes you can do better. Sometimes you can do better. And as we transition into this portion of the show, I just wanted to give Heidi and, and Phyllis a shout out um, in the chat. Uh, both uh, Phyllis is, is very hungry for stuffing after us talking <laughs> about that, and uh, and Paul forgot to make the stuffing. Um, oh, Polly. <laughs> just for a while though because they, they 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 then waited for it yeah uh, to eat so they waited a little extra while to to, to eat <laughs> just yeah. for the stuffing I hey I would wait for the stuffing you gotta have the stuffing oh man I've been enjoying it all week it's so good it's so good um but yeah I think Jay you have a do better right you have I a very do. costly uh, do better and you want to timestamp his stuffing line from two seconds ago <laughs> Will do. Dateline. Bing. This is international. England. Yeah. A berserk woman went on a booze-related rampage. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but it's an owl she rampaged. Yeah. Smashing hundreds of bottles of wine and spirits inside a British supermarket on Wednesday. Woman entered an Aldi supermarket. Go figure, Aldi and uh, I know they got it going on over in British Aldi. Wow, in British Aldi, <laughs> um, in Stefanage, England, and began breaking 500 bottles of alcohol. They caused 130,000 pounds in damages, according to local reports. Wow. Video on social media shows the woman wearing a gray hoodie, khaki pants, and a backpack, grabbing the bottles from the shelves and smashing them on the floor. Um, and not yeah. Did you watch the video? No. And it's not like, at least it wasn't like, it's it's not like I thought it would be like, I thought she would be like, just like multiple bottles, just like, boom, right off the, like she like literally takes a bottle. <laughs> like, it's just like this very took slow. Her time. I'm like, why isn't anybody like tackling her to the ground? Like after well, bottle two. lies the second half of the do better. Right. I mean, the first half is, you know, maybe she's anti-alcohol. I don't know. Do better. Do better with your protests. Right. But the other half is, and I read it in one of the comments, a guy said, and I think he used the word bloke, but he said, maybe I'm old-fashioned. He goes, but, a, but an upstanding bloke would have tackled her and stopped her from destroying everything instead of getting his phone out and recording the right? thing. Right. Ah. There'd probably be like and a couple of free bottles of wine in it for you if you did that. You would think so. Um, so, yeah, it's this voyeuristic, clickbait society in which we live. Yeah. And I guess to a degree, we're guilty of it because we're talking about it, but I don't know that uh, anybody's going to be spurred on to, uh, I don't think anybody's out there going, I'm going to be on a do better on lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to up one up this woman. Not yet. Maybe <laughs> just maybe in another, in. maybe another year. We'll have to watch out for that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the next time you see somebody destroying an entire liquor store, um, don't record it. Stop. Them. Right. Right. And that's the lesson of today's podcast. I, I don't believe in <laughs> karma. I don't believe karma is a thing, but 
if you read the article, she did fall and cut herself pretty pretty badly. Oh my! <laughs> she slipped on the wine. Oh man, I do have a do better, and I'm gonna go there a little bit because I'm a little mad. Oh, so you can you can look up on your own time, but my whole do better <laughs> are all these politicians that Uh-oh. say stay Uh-oh. home, Uh-oh. stay home, lockdown, quarantine. All this. They all have Pittsburgh accents. That's weird. Yes. Have an abundance of caution. Have an abundance of caution. The latest is Steve Adler from Austin wanting everybody to stay home for Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, he was in Cabo with other family members. Come on, Vacationing. It's okay. He went on an environmentally friendly private jet. Don't even, do, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. So my thing is do better, practice what you preach, or let people do what they want to do. Austin government, not soon to be a sponsor of the show. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm saying. All I'm I saying. thought, Eric, I thought you were going to talk about the San Francisco mayor who went and ate out at the French Laundry five-star oh, Michelin. Not mayor. That's uh Yeah. That's, I thought that's who you're going to talk about. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, the governor. The governor. French Laundry. No? It's, a, it's a bougie place. Oh, are you talking about the, the lady that is uh, on the, the commissioner that banned outdoor dining in Los Angeles and after the vote went out and ate outside? Is, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> no. Lori Lightfoot, that's who you're talking about, right? <laughs> Getting her haircut, right? Which, no. which was the guy that, I think it was somewhere in Colorado, like he literally gave like a speech of like wear a mask, stay home, and then he literally left there and went to the airport to get on a plane and fly to go be with his family. Like, it's Ooh, like, Lori. it is mind-boggling. That's frustrating. Like, it is so <laughs> frustrating to watch all this preaching and nobody's practicing what they're preaching. Like, it's, it's just mind-boggling. And you do better. I'm not. I'm not. Not do do better. better. Thank you. Well, I'm going to end with a can't do better. Yes. And I what? will tell you, my can't do better is not the Steelers' performance today. Okay. <laughs> or, or for that matter, Hulu's performance today. Oh snap! No, but or I'm gonna, NBC. I'm going to uh, stick to um, an animal story. If you remember last episode, it was the robotic wolves. Oh, right. But this is real animals. Oh, okay. Headline, it's working from bobcats to bears. Utah's first wildlife bridge is a hit, and they have video to prove it. What's a wildlife bridge? Oh, you're going to find out. Okay. A video posted on Facebook in mid-November shows the outstanding success of the Interstate 80 wildlife overpass in Utah, where you can watch elk, moose, small mammals, black bears, coyotes, and even what appears to be a porcupine safely cross a dangerous stretch of road. Yeah, I said porcupine. porcupine. I don't, yeah, you I'm pretty sure that's porcupine? not one of the acceptable uh, pronunciations. Porcupine or porcupine. We're just going to go with all the... Yeah. I, I had to hit it right one of those times. <laughs> don't know that you did. So... <laughs> Uh, the quote is from what we can tell the number of accidents is down dramatically Hmm. at least at least initially it appears the investment in safety is paying off utah department of transportation spokesman john gleason told the salt lake tribune 
and we expected it to take several years before the animals got used to using it. So this is great. <laughs> They're all like, finally. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. it's we like they, were here first. They were waiting You guys for it. put a road here. <laughs> now, this was actually completed in 2018. Um, after a particular stretch of I-80 was dubbed Slaughter Row due to the large <laughs> number of traffic collisions with crossing wildlife. And, and all kinds of wildlife. Oh, yeah. You know, around here we have the deer crossing signs. You know, for the most part. You know, <laughs> right. like we have one animal that we got to right. worry about. Yeah. They have porcupines and all kinds of and stuff. And this is on the interstate that there's that. I mean, occasionally you'll see roadkill on an interstate, but it's not. Sure. Where was this? Maybe the animals around here are smarter or something. Utah. Yeah, I mean, Utah. You know, they got monoliths. Yeah, and, they're Mormons. Uh, yeah. Oh, is that where the monolith was? Yeah. Do you see it when it uh, it it moved, or there was another they, one in like they took it away? Yeah, Romania or something. Evidently, it had been there for like two years or something like that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was God's USB port. <laughs> so, pirate. <laughs> so to finish this up, the bridge incorporates miles of fencing in both directions to funnel the animals onto the bridge, which is, by the way, covered in soil, boulders, and logs to make it feel like a natural environment. And not only are the animals using it instead of crossing the highway like they had been, they're treating it like their natural habitat. A cougar was recorded scratching and stretching on one of the logs, which it wouldn't do if it was in a stressed state. Mm. So um, that's sort of a sign that it is working the way they wanted to. So, hey, take care of the animals. They have relational needs, too. Right. And you won't the hunters. Them. Hunters are just on the other side of that bridge, just waiting <laughs> one by one. They're oh like, my man, gosh, this little funnel is really cool. This animal funnel, just oh, funnel them right on through. This I is had great. not even thought of that. Now I'm sad. <laughs> so sad. Uh, natural selection at its best. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, but yes, and that is how we like to end it. We love ending it on a good note, and that is it for episode 93. 93, guys. We're seven away from 100. You know what we're getting close to? 100. Episode 94. <laughs> uh, but please make sure to give us a like on social media and visit us at lunchtime at Rome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. We have had probably between the new test and the old test, we've probably had about a 50 people, I would say, take the test. So so definitely take the test. We will send you an email after you take it to give a little uh, description of, of all your emotional needs and what they mean. Um, and, again, give us a good review on Google. really appreciate that. Thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome. We will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Sure, I'm playing with other kids outside. You know, you're just you're taking a sip and yeah, man. <laughs> I bust my butt. I think Jay, we've talked about this. I think my third year brining a turkey for Thanksgiving. It uh, turned. You don't want to brine a turkey. What? I hey, I would wait for the stuffing. You gotta have the stuffing. It said recording. It said recording.